Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Kroll. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through that illusion of separation. And I trust that something you hear in this next hour may just open you to a brand new way of understanding gender equality and women in power. Listen to this one sentence. Actually, it's a partial sentence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Many of you have heard those words dozens of times as the first sentence in the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. But have you really listened? What is missing? And what two words, if included, may have changed the entire course of history in the Western world? What are those two words? Well, how about and women? And women. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men and women are created equal. This one sentence was drafted over 240 years ago. Some say we've come a long way, baby, with equal rights, and yet others say, yeah, not so much. This is unfinished business for the Constitution. Out of 57 elections in the United States, there has been, there's never been a female commander in chief, nor have women had equal rights under the law. But things are changing around the world, and some statistics about women in power may just surprise you. Actually, one fact completely surprised our guest today, so much so that she created a film about it. I invite you to take a few deep breaths, bring your awareness into this moment, open your mind, connect with your heart, and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Tiffany Schlein is an Emmy-nominated filmmaker and founder of the Webby Awards. Her films and work have received over 80 awards and distinctions. I've been following Tiffany since her feature documentary, Connected. And that was a piece of art in and of itself. I encourage you all to go check that out. Read more about Tiffany on her website, letitripple.org. There's so much there and there's so much more about Tiffany as a person. But I want to welcome her to the show and get her on. So welcome to the show, Tiffany. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And and thank you for the deep breaths. I really needed that today. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Uh, You know, sometimes we get in a hurry and and I always start everything with a few of those deep breaths and it it does make a huge difference. So I appreciate that. And, you know, it's kind of like I've I've listened to you um, over the last several years talk about having a little sabbatical from technology as well. And it's like those simple things that Mm. remind us to come back into ourselves. So. Yeah. Well, Tiffany, I am looking forward to this conversation today. I, um, there's, there's so much that I want to talk about. I don't think we can cover everything, but I do have a traditional first question here on my show and I think you're going to love it. Um, if you've never listened to our show, 
hopefully it'll be a surprise. So I'm going to ask you, can you share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you? Oh my gosh, that means so much. And in fact, in that film you were mentioning, my uh, feature documentary Connected, I tried to approach that question in every way possible, visually, biologically, technologically, intellectually, socially. Um, I think it is the true understanding that we're all interdependent and that what we do affects each other and we're connected. We have the same hopes and dreams for our children and that uh, it focuses us on what connects us instead of what divides us. Mm, thank you. That film was really, it, it was a, a stunning, number one, stunning film. And I just remember being moved by it so much. You do you. an amazing job. You're welcome. You, you do this amazing job of integrating um, your personal story with just so much content that's important and valuable and moving. And, and you've done it again. So we're talking today about women in power. And you created this incredible film called 5050. And so I, I started off by saying that you had this one fact that kind of blew you away and you made a documentary about it. Tell us about that. Tell us about this film. Yeah, I was, um, I was speaking somewhere and, um, I met a woman backstage and I asked her what we, she did and we're kind of whispering and she said, I convene women presidents and prime ministers from around the world. And I said, well, that's, that's fascinating. So I've been doing it for 20 years. And I was like, well, how many were there 20 years ago? And in my mind, I'm thinking Indira Gandhi, Golda Meir, I'm thinking maybe five. And she said, oh, no, no, 20 years ago, there was about 15. And I was very surprised. And I said, how many are there today? And she said, oh, around 50. <laughs> I was like, 50. How did I not know that? I mean, I'm a feminist. I feel like I'm well read. I know my history. And it really set me off on this journey of if I didn't know that, what else don't I know? And um, it was this whole process of wanting to uncover the powerful history that women do have. And really knowing that there's so much work still to do, but coming from a place of abundance instead of scarcity, which I feel like so often we come from. So I go back 10,000 years um, when women were equal and revered as goddesses and before patriarchy. And it's a really strong place to remember that's where we came from. And then we go through patriarchy and first wave of feminism, second and third. And um, we try to condense 10,000 years of history into 20 minutes and really <laughs> ask the question, where are we on that arc of history? And we've actually come a long way. Like, And what is it going to take to like go that final stretch? And I think with everything that happened with the election, I know that many women and men, some enlightened men, <laughs> you know, but a lot of women feel like we really need to, to double down on that effort. Um, and, and we need to keep fighting for everything we've already fought for and go the extra stretch of that we need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Accelerating that pace. I'm going to, I'm going to go there in a second, especially after post-election. I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that, but, but back to the fam, I do want to congratulate you. This 20 minutes is, 
you're right. You've condensed 10,000 years into 20 minutes. And if the listeners don't believe that, they can tune in and, and check that out on your website as well. That the history, everything is really well done. And it's kind of fun. I In, in the opening scene, I, I remember seeing this image of all these women sitting at the table. And this table just goes on forever. And it's so Cool. So you've really done a good job of saying, you know what, we have made some progress. I'm wondering if um, if you could summarize some of that progress that we have made. Um, you talked about 50 elected leaders. How many countries is that then with the 50? Oh, I have to look that up. But what's interesting is when I met her, it was 50 and now it's like 62. So wow. that was years ago. So um, unfortunately, it didn't happen here in the US. But yeah, there's some very enlightened countries that elected multiple women leaders like Switzerland and Iceland. And but yeah, it would be good to look at the exact number of that. And, you know, we were we tried to see if there was some causality, like when women got the right to vote, was it shortly thereafter that there would be a woman president? And, you know, it's really interesting to, um, you know, where is there more gender equality in the world? Why hasn't it happened here in our country? and really uh, ask those kind of questions. So yeah. that was really our quest. And again, this film came out, I should say, two weeks before the election when I we really believed we were gonna be heralding this whole new era um, of women in leadership. And then that didn't happen. And the film actually took on a more, more profound feeling because, okay, this is another setback. Cause I chronicle, you know, the many setbacks that we've had and from the witch burnings that which were burning all the most kind of radical, intelligent women and all of those different things. So if you look at the arc of history, this is another setback, but we just need to keep moving forward. This has happened before and it really puts it into perspective. Um, and then, you know, right after the morning after the election, we my film team and I were like, OK, we need to create 50 50 day where we'll use this film as a way to inspire discussion about what it's really going to take to get there and and to educate people with this new perspective that really flips it from a place of strength instead of um, us trying to fight for something. It's something we already had. Yeah. The the film title 5050 comes from we have we're 5050 as far as the population goes and yet there's such this disparaging um, statistics in in pay and I, I love how you even use the Nobel Peace Prize that 48 mm. out of 870 it's like wow I mean you, mm. you picked some stats that I I wouldn't have looked at to go oh yeah that does well, you see how it just like covers every sector of society and you know one of the things with the title is you know there's been such an evolution and revolution in the way we think about gender so we say 50 50 but it's not in a binary way because we know so many people fall on a spectrum how they identify but really to me 50 50 means equal opportunity for everybody yeah regardless of you know man or woman however you identify that we need to provide a space in our world where we're giving equal opportunity and as much space um to everyone mm. So how did you and your team feel the morning after the election and the week after the election and the months oh, after the election? Yeah, it was a real vacillating, you know, upset, angry, motivated, upset, angry, motivated. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I think I'm one of those people like I need to channel it into action. And so we had built um, and, you know, we wanted to move quickly, too, because we felt like, OK, we need to rise up and and do something positive in light of all this darkness. So. 
we've done this global event called Character Day for we're on our fourth year now. Um, where we show where everyone around the world watches one film and we've made now many of them for this day, but, and they all focus on one theme and we did it on character development. So this last year we had 93,000 screenings in 125 countries all on the same day. It's all free and we have printed discussion materials and we provide the film and everyone has their own event and they're all unified with a global Q and a online. And it was, it's such an exciting model as a filmmaker to, cause I, my real goal is always to have people think and feel deeply from a film, but then give them all the materials to take the next step, to have it move them more. And that's why they call them movies is so that they're going to move you hopefully in a good direction. Mm. So the morning after the election, it's like, okay, let's take everything we've learned with character day and apply it to 50, 50 day. So that's happening in May 10th. And all of your listeners can sign up. It just takes a couple minutes. It's free. And we just, we're getting the discussion kits back from the printer today, but we're so excited about them. And what's cool is we provide these posters and we have this poster for 50, 50, it's like getting to 50, 50. And it shows all the different aspects that need to be worked on and looked at from in the home to economy to culture. And we kind of break it down and it almost looks like a periodic table. And um, that's such a great way to break something down so you can tackle it. So it doesn't just seem like this insurmountable problem. Mm. And then we'll have discussion questions for any different environment and age group. And, you know, from a simple way to address the question to, you know, more complex action. Well, I appreciate how you've really integrated this virtual experience with this live experience. You're encouraging people to gather with a group of live people in a living room or in an auditorium or, or in a, a, a boardroom, wherever, and view the film and then really have this live interactive conversation that ties it and integrates it. It's really quite exquisite model. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's exciting because it keeps on evolving and um, the more people online, the more that can happen. And so it's definitely, I mean, my background um, before I was making films solely is I was running something called the Webby Awards, which honors the best of the web. And we would spend all year planning this one event and everyone would come from different parts of the world and we'd celebrate the innovators of the web. And what Character Day and 50-50 Day does, it kind of inverts that model. It's like, let's give everyone what they need to have an amazing event, and everyone does their own. Any size, any shape. Some people are having, you know, 800 people. Some people are having 20 people over to their house, whatever it is. Or they're having their whole company watch it. But we want to go where people already gather. And then you're going to reach a lot of people that wouldn't normally have gotten into that conversation. So we have like an entire school district that just signed up. And that's so exciting to me that they're all going to be having that conversation. And then a lot of schools and companies will leave the posters up all year round. So you're just interfacing with these ideas all the time, mm. which I think is what those are the things that move culture. Yeah, the culture piece here to me is just really exciting when you're looking at um, the work that you've done, but you're right, this model gives these materials so that others can have a great event and it's really dispersed. It's, it, it can happen anywhere. So when we're, when we're talking about this and you're, I mean, like a whole school, I like that is really exciting, but I'm thinking about this whole school and then to tackle these issues that aren't 
always easy to look at and to explore and can be really emotionally charged. So how yeah. does the material, the, the kit that you're giving people help us really yeah. be real and authentic and dig yeah. deeper? I think it's the breaking. So we found with the science of character, um, I don't know. Are you familiar with Mar- Marty Seligman's work on positive psychology, like the 24 character strengths? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we took, which was really exciting research to us, and we made it look really cool on a poster. And it really does look like a periodic table. And we called it the periodic table of character strengths. And what it lists is all the all the qualities and strengths that each of us embodies. And, and so everything from creativity to empathy to courage and wisdom and all of these strengths that lead to virtues. But there's something about seeing them listed that helps it be more accessible. And our big goal is taking these very complicated subjects and issues and making them delightful and accessible. And yes, with 5050 Day, there's a lot of heated issues around it, but how can we present the question in the most open way? So wherever you're coming, you're going to have an entry point in. Um, And that's a great creative challenge. And so, yeah, this kit was definitely, (laughs) there's a lot of, that made a lot of people look at it from different, you know, diverse backgrounds and how they saw the questions. And, you know, we did our best to make them as open as possible. How about as global as possible? How did, yeah. how did you deal with the cultural differences in the kit? Yeah. Well, we, you know, we are partnering with Global Fund for Women, who's helping us curate the speakers for the day. So we have a global, like a 24-hour Q&A. So every hour there's a different speaker. So whatever time zone you're in, you can tap into someone live or listen to someone recorded. And they helped us curate. So we we'll make sure we get somebody amazing from every continent. And um, But in terms of the questions... It's interesting. I mean, some, we even say like, what are countries that are examples of where they're doing, you know, like Iceland just said that pay equality is, is a law. That's one way to do it. Quota systems are very interesting. Um, very compelling to me. And, but, um, yeah, so we really try to use examples from other countries and other parts of the world. And, you know, we are we are creating it from a Western, we're from California, but we really did have a lot of advisors and researchers look at it. And as I mentioned, um, Global Fund for Women, which has been a great partner. Nice, nice. Okay, so what will it take for us to get to 50-50? What what we will have it to take? Everyone want it. We have to we have to unleash all the research that shows when there's more gender equality it's better for everybody. And there's over 400 studies that were, there was um, Jackie Zaner, who was executive producer of the film, and she's involved in 5050 Day, compiled 400 studies that showed why it's better when you have more women on boards, why it's better when you educate girls, like just all the research, it's better for everyone. So if you can unleash that information and present it in a way you know, our goal with 50-50 days, really men are a part of this conversation. So at your companies, if you're having a screening, don't just have it. Don't just invite the women. Say, everyone come. Um, you know, we we really are inviting men into this conversation. And we're coming from, it's not from a threatening place. Or it's really just like, we, we, we all want to want this. And we're going to show you why. Yeah. What are some real examples? How might it affect the quality of life for men? When we're, we're talking about this, we often go to women and children. And the thing, I'm going to backtrack for a second. The thing I really appreciate about your approach was you're going, oh, we're not doing this from scarcity anymore, saying we don't have it. You're, you, you begin to talk about the, the positive and looking moving forward. So 
oftentimes we look at women and children and the quality of life for women and children, but you really do say this gender balance will be better for everyone, including men yeah. and young boys. I mean, so what, what does that look like? I think, well, I mean, I think a real tactical, we have this in the film, but you know, men are being deprived of the experience of caregiving if they're not involved in that as well. Like that's something they're, they're missing out on and the child is missing out on. So, you know, reversing. So the countries that offer, you know, paid paternity leave and it's accepted in the culture, it's just better for everybody. And, you know, and then so that's one tactical study. And then companies that have a more diverse board or more diverse women at the top, they perform better, you know, profit wise, you could, do this emotionally or with numbers or environmentally where women are supported, you know, the whole community thrives. So we're going to almost like with connected, like let's approach this from every way we can to, and something's going to speak to you depending on how you look at the world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I was just in a um, social situation last night and I remember um, a person, I'm not even going to say what gender it was, say to the male that your life, you will be happier if your wife is fulfilled. Right. And it took him back. I mean, like literally paused, took a a breath. Isn't that amazing? I just got chills. Yes. Because, oh, I see it. I mean, I see it. I see it in women in my life that don't feel like they got to fulfill their creativity or their potential contributing to society. Yeah. That doesn't benefit anybody in that, in that family. Yeah. I mean, I think we came from a gen, I mean, my mom ended up going back to school um, when I was young and my parents got divorced and I came from the generation where a lot of the women felt like they had to get divorced to kind of have their become fulfilled. (laughs) So fortunately that's not as much the case now. Um, But I think that, you know, I love that. I love that sentiment. I think that that's beautiful and that's very powerful. You know, when you're thinking about your, your mom and, and the, the divorce, you know, and, and thinking about, we have come a long way, baby, um, that literally women were expected to be home and, and do this parenting thing and weren't fulfilled, but didn't really have that choice. So I, I really appreciate you even bringing that topic in that, you know, sometimes they believe they had to get a divorce to be fulfilled because they wanted to go pursue a vocation or a career. Oh, I mean, my mom's now, you know, so happy as a psychologist and, you know, loves what she does. And that makes everybody better. She's happy. She's helping people. I love to see her happy. So, but I do think there was a whole generation. I'm so grateful. I mean, I'm so grateful that, that I met my husband, Ken Goldberg. I feel like I lucked out big time and that we, you know, he had a strong, has a strong mother, strong sisters. It wasn't, that was not a question. And, um, really grateful that I'm in a generation that's one, you know, after the seventies generation, I think in my I'm from Marin County and that had the highest divorce rate in the seventies of anywhere. So they did a study on it. So it was really, I really felt on a visceral level, how just like an emotional wasteland it was like everyone in my class, family got divorced in two year period. It was crazy. So I, I remember it. So to feel like, okay, 
I'm a mother now and I'm so grateful that I love what I get to do what I love with people that I just, I feel like it's so meaningful. And, and yet a lot of people aren't in relationships like mine. And I know that. And, and how do you bring that up in a way that's not, that is more palatable and, um, and, you know, and not, not that my life is perfect. There's tons of areas where in all sectors of society where, um, I feel like we just need to keep pushing, pushing. And those of us, like I, I feel very lucky that I, and I want to push, I want to push too. And I, and everybody, wherever you are, I know a lot of people are, um, doubling down right now in the wake of the election. And, you know, I went to DC, with my husband and daughters to the women's march. And it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. Just the power of so many people coming together and showing the power of being connected, which is how we started this conversation. Yeah. So tell me about your daughter's experience. What was their experience marching with all these women? I would love to hear that. Oh yeah. Well, um, Odessa, our oldest is, um, you know, 13 on the verge of 14 and just to watch her wake up to being at a, you know, just start chanting and marching. And then she wrote a great essay for a teen magazine about things because it was the first time she was in DC. She's studying American history. She's gone through this whole election cycle. And then, you know, we, we arrived early. So we were there at the inauguration and then for the March. And it was fascinating to just read her experience because she's awakened and I think a lot of us are reawakened. I mean, those of us that felt like we're feminists and we're doing the work, but we need to do much more work. I think everyone felt that way. So yeah. it was interesting. I mean, I remember this one woman saying, I've been holding this sign for 50 years or something like there was so many great signs because I was, you know, I was hoping I didn't have to hold this sign up anymore. And then there was all this new energy and there were men there, people, all spectrum of gender. It was just, it was a very exciting display of humanity at its finest. And I view these global like 50, 50 day, and character day to me it's just it's a beautiful thing when people all come together to care and talk about the same thing on the same day and you know yeah. we we really we spend a lot of time raising the money so that no one has to pay for anything and so there's no friction if you want to and all of your listeners you know you can just go to um 50-50day.org and sign up and we'll provide you with everything to have a great you know like either one hour event or you know, some schools make it a whole week or month long program or whatever, you know, it's almost, it's like your creativity comes with, you can show the film, have a discussion, post up the poster, use the cards or, or do whatever you want. And I like that part too, which just gives people the creativity to make the event their own. They can have their own speakers. They can, they can shape it to their community. Beautiful. I love that you're giving back and giving forward with this this film. It's just incredible. Again, that's what'd you say? Fifty dash fifty dot org. Yeah. If you said okay. To, yeah. And it's a dash. Yeah. Well, not a slash, but a dash for the URL. Yes. And okay. um, there's a, a two minute trailer there that kind of explains that you know this is kind of a new thing, and so you know that all the screenings are connected which is really fun through these speakers. You really feel like you're part of this gigantic thing on social media and through the speakers but you're having your own live event which nothing can replace those live events. That's right. That's exciting. Okay. Well, we need to take a quick break and I I'm looking forward to hearing um so much more. I'm going to ask you a few personal questions if you don't mind after the break. We are here with Tiffany Schlein. She is the 
filmmaker of 5050 and we're having 5050 day may 10th so um you want to hear more about that go to 50-50.org or tiffany's other website letitripple.org and you'll find the link so we're gonna take a quick break and after that more with women in power listening to Empower Radio, an entire radio station devoted to your personal development, expanding your conscious awareness, and empowering positive change. Meet our hosts and listen online at EmpowerRadio.com, on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, or download the Empower Radio app for your smartphone or tablet. It's free in the App Store, and it lets you listen to our shows and podcasts on demand. Empowering people, empowering change. Empower Radio, online at EmpowerRadio.com. Blue is my favorite color. What's yours? What's yours? Red is my favorite color. What's yours? What's yours? Well, yeller is sweller for this little feller. And me, I'm keen on green. So what's your favorite color? Tell us, please. Kids will spend 20 minutes listening to songs like what's this. What's your favorite color? Tell us, please. What's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite? How about two minutes to brush their teeth? Brushing for two minutes now can save your child from severe tooth pain later. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. Two minutes, twice a day. They have the time. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Maria Menunos coming to you with some urgent news impacting families across America. Studies reveal that one in five children in America are struggling with hunger. That's nearly 16 million children who may not know where they're getting their next meal or if it's even coming at all. These kids need help and they need it now. But the good news is there's more than enough healthy food in this country to ensure that no one ever goes hungry again. And that's where the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks steps into the picture. They're out there every day collecting surplus food and helping to get it to children and families facing hunger. But they can't do it alone. Find out how you can help support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Be the change you want to see in the world. This is Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. 
Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe even just listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links and a listing of all the upcoming guests. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie where we continue the conversation. I always love to hear from you. Uh, Send me a note. I am sitting here talking with Tiffany Schlein, and I love this topic, Women in Power, and this new film that was released last fall, 50-50. And um, you can find out so much more at letitripple.org. That's Tiffany's website. And again, is that 50-50-day, 50-slash-50-day.org? It's 50 dash. Dash, like, like little, <laughs> 50-50day.org. The URL is a little different than the actual slash. Yes. <laughs> but if you, to, um, if you go to letitripple.org, it, it's, it's right up there. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. Now, I, um, I said I wanted to ask you some personal questions because you're a mom and you are powerful and you are a woman. And I think these are really important it's just an important exploration into so much more in this, this film is incredible. But right before the break, we were talking about these women and the divorce rate. And I was thinking about my mentor, Barbara Marks Hubbard, who mm. woke oh, up. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. She's an amazing woman. And she was home with five kids and knew there was something more for her. Mm. And she always describes that as feeling like she went into this depression like she thought she was just horribly depressed. And as she has evolved, she's really looked at that as just that not being fulfilled that us women, we do have, we do have mission and passion and desire and, and gifts and, 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 you know, so much to share with the world. And so we have come a long way in that way. And like you were saying, 400 studies are showing how this is better for us. So I'm curious with you, Tiffany, here's where I wanted to kind of go with you and your daughters as a strong female in the world with, with power. You have this successful career and you speak a lot about what you learned from your parents, both your mother and father. And I'm wondering what you want your daughters to remember about you Mm. and your voice and your lessons? That's a great question. There's a wonderful saying in the Talmud. um, When you teach your children, you teach your children's children, which I always Mm -hmm. love. And, um, you know, I, I'm a very um, hard worker, which they see and their father is too. But I also know how to um, turn off the work. We unplug from technology one day a week. We've done it for seven years, and it's the best thing that's ever happened in my life is to say no to it all. And we we really turn off the phones and the screens and everything on Friday night for Shabbat. We're not religious, but we do do Shabbat, and we love the tradition of Shabbat. So I think they, they see the, the value of hard work and the value of being present and connected with each other and in a, in a, in a real way. Um and but I also think them seeing my relationship with my husband, Ken, because I, you know, I'm pretty scarred from that experience growing up just because I, you know, I think before they got divorced, I think they had a great marriage. In my mind, I was the youngest and um, I think I always kind of wanted them to work it out. <laughs> mm. So 
I feel like it's very valuable for them to, um, you know, just see what a, a good relationship and, you know, with the struggles and the good and all the parts that you work out and, um, and that you place attention and value to that too. Um, and yeah. And then I think the last is to really give back in a meaningful way beyond yourself to your community and the world, something larger than yourself mm-hmm. and whatever your gifts you were given or ones you need to work on that you can contribute to something larger than yourself. Beautiful. So I imagine that you mentor this, model this with your actions even more than your words. But I'm curious with two beautiful daughters as future leaders themselves, what do you say about their world and the possibilities? Do you talk about the future potential and the possibilities? Do you talk about the realities of today? Do you, how do you, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, yeah, I think, I think they've seen that you can't, when, when you think the country is going in a wrong direction, you have to organize and stand up for your believe in and do something. So I think they see that. Um, I, they know that I'm worried about the country. I'm very vocal about it, (laughs) but it's not like I'm just worrying and crawling in a ball. I think a lot of people are very motivated right now. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I don't think gender equality is a political issue. I think it's a nonpartisan, it's just better for society. And so um, I do talk about it that way as well. But, you know, parenting is all modeling. I think um, that's why, I mean, I, this morning, I was very overwhelmed this morning. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I have a lot on my plate with 50-50 day. And it was one of those moments where I could either share that I'm overwhelmed or not you know, as the mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just decided to say I'm really overwhelmed. And my eldest daughter gave me a long hug, which was just what I needed, <laughs> just like breathing. And, um, and to my younger daughter, I, you know, I didn't sleep well. That's what I said. But I want them to see that too. Like, it's not all, you know, it's not all together all the time. And, and to have that kind of honest space as well. So a strong mother doesn't have to pretend to be strong all the time and a strong (laughs) woman with power. How do you define power and powerful women? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) I told you I was going to get personal. Oh, well, to me, it's the power to live your life the way you want to live it and the power of opportunity. I mean, I think, um, I mean, ultimately, like the fact that I, yeah, that I can that feels incredibly powerful to have a voice in this society. However, you know, however you can find your voice and to feel like you can, um, affect change, you know, like I've never wanted to go into politics. Like that's not how, like, I feel like moving ideas through culture, through film in these global days is very exciting to me. And it's powerful because you can have everyone stop what they're doing and talk about something that maybe they were avoiding or presented in a way that they want to talk about it. That's very powerful feels very powerful. Yeah. It feels very powerful too. just imagining you this morning embracing your vulnerability, like yeah. just really being in that moment saying, you know what, um, I'm just overwhelmed and, and I need a hug. And then going right back into your day, you know, you know that that hug was just what you needed. Oh, so. I needed that oxytocin hit. She knew it. She reached <laughs> for me. I was like, I'm overwhelmed. And she just hugged me for like, we read this fact that if you hug for 20 seconds, that's how that you get the oxytocin flowing. So oh, it was nice. a long and I felt better. 
Very nice. Very nice. Well, what do you want for your daughters? What What do you imagine when you think of their world and them um, maturing into adults? What, what do you imagine when you think of them as women leaders? Mm-hmm. Well, I want them to feel like they, you know, have a path that they want to do that's meaningful with a partner that is, it's a collaborative partnership and as a mother and that they can do both. And, you know, however that manifests, I mean, I've seen it work in lots of different ways, but, um, you know, you ultimately want them to be happy and live meaningful and purposeful lives and value family and connection. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things in our society that I think value the wrong things value kind of money and fame. And, you know, I think that's what, what we're seeing in the aftermath is the, the epitome of that. Yeah. So to really value doing hard work and being kind and a good person and, you know, admitting when you make a mistake and learn from it. And, you know, I think we're all works in progress. And to not be so hard on yourself too is, is (laughs) I'm always learning that, you know, it's, it's all a work in progress. And usually you're experiencing something that you, for the first time, and actually that's, what's wonderful about getting older is while there are many things I'm like, Oh, I've done this experience before. There's so many things like I've never been in this experience before and kind of embracing that. And then I think, you know, the biggest thing really to unplug from the technology and value that. And it's very ingrained in them now because it's a, a weekly tradition for us, but that they carry that forward because I think it's only going to become more intense. And so you, people have to rise up and create their own boundaries. Um, mm. Yeah, I saw a um, a social media post this morning. I'll to just throw this in here because it was really interesting when we talk about how this technology is only going to increase these um, young women and some school were doing a, a science project and they wanted to show what sleeping with your cell phones does to you. But of course they couldn't do any experiments on humans and it didn't pass. Right. So they came with right. plan B, which was, um, I think it was like some watercress seeds or, or crest seeds, I think they said. But they created this experiment with, um, I think they had six plates with the paper towels that they, they kept really moist and put the seeds on in one room that had the same lighting, same temperature, same sunlight. And then six in another room with the same amount of seeds, the same amount of water. They watered them every day for 12 days. But the second room had um, Wi-Fi modems, um, a wireless router or some kind of Wi-Fi in that room. The other had no Wi-Fi. And mm. they watched these seeds for 12 days. And mm. they, without Wi-Fi, they grew like they would normally grew. They looked like they were about a oh, almost an inch high, just full of green life. The other mm. ones did not even sprout. And some oh of the seeds... Oh my gosh, seeds... you have to send me that. I, I <laughs> want to see that study. I will. I will show so, it to you. Yeah, incredible. Oh, that's. I mean, it's stuff you know, but you just don't want to admit. We've created a, a new word in my family called gano. Like, I can do that. I can know that. Like, you know it's true, and yet you don't want to really face it. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. that's one of those things that anyone really thought, is it good for me to be holding a cell phone to my brain all the time and, you know, to be this reactive to every notification, beep, buzzer, and to 
raise my cortisone levels and stress every second? No, it's not. I turned off all my notifications on my phone and it's just liberating. I'm missing missing things, but I really don't think that they're, they're really important. I'll find out about them. Well, you know, it's a, this is a new science. How, how are we going to move forward with technology? And this is the one thing about your career that I really appreciate is not only this 50, 50 looking at women in, in power and, gender equality, but really then tying that into your your work with the connectedness and our interconnected reality and our technology. And and then these questions, this, I, I love how you talked about your poster that you have for the 50-50 and, and to look at how all of this affects our economy, politics, identity, culture, home. And under that is, you know, education and media and law. I mean, it's just very comprehensive way to look at these things but those two things put together tiffany to me are a recipe for the evolution of consciousness on our planet when we look at your work you've you really have spoken to some really important topics here oh thank you so i needed to hear that today i was having one of those overwhelmed days and we're writing a proposal and you know thank you i mean i you know, sometimes you're just so in it and we have so much to do for 50, 50 day, which is how yeah. it's very exciting. We have so many people signing up and we're a small devoted team, but it's nice to hear that because you, you know, I do, I feel so passionate about the work and I know it's so important. And even on days like this where it's like, oh, I didn't sleep enough and I've got some stressed out, but I do feel like it's moving the needle on our understanding of things along with everybody else's work. It's just another way in to evolve us, which we all are constantly hopefully doing as works in progress. The world needs us all, right? We all have our peace. We have our part to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so let's turn this to just, we only have a few more minutes left in our, in our show today. And I, I want to just, one, I'm wondering what's next for you after the 50-50 day, and you might not be ready to talk about it, but you've taken on some really, really important social change projects here. And I'm just wondering what you're musing into for the future. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, originally before the election, we were going to so the 20 minute film 50 50, we were going to turn into a series, a film series. So we still mm-hmm. may do that because all of the subjects we could go so much deeper in because, yeah. you know, we did 20 minutes on everything and then to really go deeper into all the subsections. And then I was also thinking about writing a book about um, the technology Shabbats because we've done it so long now and it, it keeps getting more interesting and <laughs> a lot of people are interested that we do it. So I thought maybe I should try to share everything I've learned in a book. Um, and then, you know, Character Day is an annual event. We have that September 13th. So your listeners, if you're interested in that, um, a lot of companies and schools sign up for that. So we have these two global events now, which is really fun because you can they can kind of help each other. You're bringing audiences in from each. And um, so it's I always love kind of building on. I mean, we did that with the Webby Awards for years is every year we try to just like keep making it better and learn from it and grow it and. So we're kind of in that growing stage right now with these these global days. Nice. So will 50-50 day be an annual event? We are hoping it's going to be annual. You know, we're fundraising right now. We've just gotten great response. You know, we want to keep it free and build each year. I mean, the first year of Character Day, we had 1,500 events. Next year, we had 6,700. And then last year, we had 93,000. So if mm-hmm. we can build that same 
scale with 50-50 day, that would just be amazing. Yeah, what a service to the world. Wow. Okay, so you want to look at the positive. We want to look at abundance and not scarcity. So what are the most exciting things you see happening in the world today? What's going, what's working? What's going well? What do you see? I seeing? think it's working. Okay. That is a great question. Well, I think something like Iceland leading the way and saying equal pay is a law. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think Justin Trudeau in Canada saying 50, 50 cabinet. That's what it's going to be is fantastic. Um, and I think this whole surge of the women's movement was renewed with a whole new generation and a lot of new energy and a lot of men and people of all wherever you fall on the spectrum wanting to get involved and opening up the conversation so that makes me very hopeful yeah you know it is to just breathe into this moment if we look at all the horrible things that we're perceiving Um, we're not allowing ourselves to really open into some of the solutions. And just like you mentioned, it's so exciting to watch people really step forward. Yeah, Yeah, they're activated. They're activated. They're like, I was living my life and, you know, we had a really, you know, we're living our lives and we think things were evolving and whoa, okay, we just got threatened that they're not going to move forward and we need to step it up. And that really brings people together, and um, that's a good thing. And it, it demands more from people. Yeah. So what advice would you give young women now? Like you said, I, you know, I woke up after the Women's March, and um, the next day I had a couple messages asking me to run for Senate. Mm. Well, and- I, that, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I love that. I mean, listen, I think you'd be great. <laughs> One of our partners uh, is this organization called Emerge, um, which uh, mentors and supports uh, women running and and then vote, run, lead. And I I love all the organizations that proactively like find someone and tell them they should run because women just don't proactively do it as much as men. Um, So what'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for for asking. You know what? At first I was like totally taken back by that. And, and I was, I was honored that, you know, these few people would say, we see this quality in you that can lead. And Mm. then I, um, I, I witnessed myself in my own judgment and my allowing as a woman and, Mm. and in the middle of a very conservative political area where I live. And I, Mm. you know, instantly the fear welled up like, oh my gosh, they'll treat me like they treated this person and this person and oh my gosh. But then, so then I went into, I could do that. Mm. I can do that. I could do that. So I allowed myself to just be in the, yeah, but here's the thing. And I, and I think this is a good lesson for all those young women out there. Tiffany is I, allowed myself to say, yeah, I could do that. And then I asked, is that mine to do? Mm. And when I allowed myself to really say, is that mine to do? I came more in alignment, more coherent with my personal mission and what I see is mine to do. And yet with a broader, um, expansive, knowing of it's time to support women as well as men. It's time to support the whole. I I have an organization called Good of the Whole. And I went, 
that could be the platform that you run on. You know, it's like, yeah, that's what we need. And so it was a fascinating, it was a fascinating process. And what would you say to young girls now? Because they don't have to run for any political office, but they could step into their power that makes the whole machine work better. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well, I learned this fact that there's like 568 positions in from local to higher level, which is, I mean, it's interesting to think about. And I mean, I, I would love more women to run that. I, and supposedly right after the election, they got a surge of applicants, which was exciting. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think everyone has their own kind of superpowers and however you can best manifest them in the world in the right way um, is, is your journey. But, you know, take the risk, especially when you're young. I mean, you know, if I ever thought just having kids and being married, I just think the stress of all of that, like, oh, my gosh, like if you're going to I mean, not that you shouldn't do it if you have kids, but when you're younger and you're just taking care of yourself, it certainly is a good time to do it. If you ever have that inkling, it's like moving to New York, like do it when you're young, like run, try it. Take the risk. (laughs) And then you can, yeah, settle into the rest. I agree with you on that, that youthfulness. And and yet there's a wisdom piece here, too. I don't want to leave out. No, that's true. Uh, you well, know. I was about Nancy Pelosi, who raised her, I think it was four children. And when they were all off to school, college, that's when she started running. And she's like, you know, so that that's always an inspiring story. That's a journey, too. Yeah. But I've said advice to young women. I mean, I, I took a lot of big risks when I was young. Some failed miserably. Some did really well. But I was um, I definitely took a lot of risks when I was younger. And I would recommend that. I'm just working on a commencement speech. And that's <laughs> that still will be a through line of, you know, just push yourself. Um, and if you fail and you fail big, but you're going to learn the most. And I know it sounds hackneyed even to say that, but that's where you really learn your lessons. No, I think that's an important lesson. I think women need to hear that. And young girls need to hear that. It's okay to fail. Are you sure about that? Are you sure? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We survive, right? We survive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. What, what is exactly what I needed? I was having a day and you just, you grounded me and you reminded me what I, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I appreciate that. So thank you. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, I am like really happy to have you here. And um, what a conversation. Your your work is, I've admired it from a distance. And actually, we were going to have you on the show with Connected. I don't remember what yeah, happened. But I we had still, a- that's what I was, I know when, you, when your name came up, I was like, I, yes, I remember that. And also the name of your show. I'm like, yes, there's, yes. Okay. So yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah, we finally did it. Yay. Okay. Yay. Well, have a wonderful day. And it was so great talking to you. Well, thank you. And I just want to remind our listeners that you've been listening to the Dr. Julie show, but you've also been listening to Tiffany Schlain with such an amazing organization, letitripple.org. You can check out the 5050 day event at 50-50day.org. Organize at an event for your community, your workplace, your school, everything is done for you so that you will have a successful event. It is really, and it is a really great opportunity. So thank you for tuning in with us today. And remember together, we're creating connections for the good of the whole until next time I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. 